the Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie or in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Eamon Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Butters DIY. I'm joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry Amani. We're going to have a look back over the weekend action. It's our last podcast of the year before we take an old recharge over Christmas. So we're going to reflect a bit on the season, just a few of the highs and lows uh, and break, break down what we enjoyed about what has been a very, very entertaining few months on the Cork GA front. I suppose we'll start off, Dennis, with the... Uh, Double in the hurling. Once again, Cork have done very, very well in the Munster Championship. Not at senior. Ballygunner blitzed Clonlarry yesterday and, and ran their way to a senior title, but intermediate and junior titles secured. Yeah, definitely. Like you, you mentioned Ballygunner, and it's, you know, without looking to make further excuses, the fact that they have gone on after beating Sars just shows. Yes, it puts Sars' performance in context. It was well, a very it, tough it one. It does. Like, like Sars didn't play well that day, but definitely. That competition is not a kind of a touchstone that you use to kind of to help form the bigger picture. Cork won the intermediate and the junior, kept up great records in both of those. Um, you know, Castle Lions on, on Saturday evening and St. Catherine's on Saturday afternoon. Um, obviously, in St. Catherine's case, they've done it having won three matches after losing the county final, which shows good mental strength from them, especially given that they've picked up a good few injuries. And again... On Saturday, they were asked, asked tough questions as they were in the previous two matches, and they had a good response. Um, they had two two first half goals um, from from Owen Condon. Uh, the second one, we weren't actually sure for a while who actually got the final touch. It was he he doubled on a, a free from Owen Davis from from way out. But uh, Dan Linehan of the Econ Examiner got a got a great shot of 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 the goal, so that that helped to that. Yeah, um, and you know. It, the, the show keeps on going for them. They've not earned the semi-final now. The weekend after next, they're up against Eastkey, who were beaten in the All-Ireland final by Bally Giblin in January of this year. It, it doesn't seem like this year, but it, it, it was at, at the very beginning. Um, And so Dennis Walsh was saying that his first protocol will be Ronan Dewan, the Bally Giblin manager. And, you know, you give him every chance of winning that, getting to an All-Ireland after Christmas, and then it'll be the kind of unusual situation that they'll look to use an All-Ireland has a platform to win, to win county, the county yeah. championship um, <laughs> and hope. you know the whole thing starts again but you know it, it's great for them um, and you know hopefully they can produce one more big performance and then uh, any young t- any young team they have as well isn't very it very young team yeah, yeah. And, and his quotes there there are a lot of under 21s uh, yeah and th- th- that kind of impinges a little bit and that they've under 21 hurling and football between now and the semi-final but you know when you're winning, it's it's easier exactly. to be playing the match. That's just skipping a few training uh, sessions. To play a few and showed, yeah, fellas prefer to be playing than, than training. And then Castle Lions on, on Saturday evening, they uh, they came through the the fog of war. That's um, exactly it. But Barry, Barry, you were up at that. You were lucky yeah. that you you had your your uncle lives nearby the Gaelic ground. So if you did have to, you could have headed away over there for a couple of hours while the fog cleared and yeah. we ended up playing the game till midnight. Yeah, it, it was it was looking dodgy there to start the second half. Um, Some fog came in. Wasn't like it? The, the game, w- the game w- was was haunted and and like the fog, it was it was incredible. Like like we and you could couldn't see the goals from the no, press box. No, we were up in the press box and we couldn't see a thing. We didn't know what was going on. And the referee just stopped the game and it was delayed for about a half an hour. And thankfully the, the fog lifted and the game resumed. 
and um, especially seeing as Catalans were flying at that stage. They were they were they were winning well. They were winning uh, three eleven to nine points. Um, it was three eleven to eight at half time, and like they won by six points in the end. Uh, three sixteen to nineteen points. Coffin um, rallied, I suppose, in the second half, but it was it, you know it was it was comfortable really in the end for for Catalans. Patrick Anthony's plan and yeah, jetting yeah, back yeah. and forth from Dubai. <laughs> like no wonder <laughs> they wanted the game played. He was probably on a flight back the next morning, first thing or something, back out to Dubai. Unbelievable commitment. Yeah, he I s- he got um, he got two goals in the first five minutes. And like, like it was two, three to a point after six minutes, and like the game that was the tone of the match. Yeah, it, actually, <laughs> it was pretty much over after six minutes, really. Um, and then he got the, his third goal after seventeen minutes, and it was just it was fairly comfortable in after that for for Gasolines. And like Gerald Kelly was was Coffin's main man, really. Um, and they they struggled really. Other than that, um, whereas Gasolines, you know, Alan Fenton again was was really good from freeze and from play. Anthony Splann, Conor Flan defence, Nilo Leary. Yeah, so all the um, names you rattled through there. You the usual suspects, yeah, like Leon Ducey. You know, I suppose it was it was a really good team performance. And I, I I spoke with um, the selector Brendan Hall on on the pitch after the game, and um, you know he was he was delighted. Really, it was like after winning the country, it was it was just relief really just to finally get over the line, and they're kind of in bonus territory now. And you know they've uh, they're they're in the All Ireland semi final. They're playing uh, Mayo's uh, Turin. Very tough game um, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know much about them. I suppose you might know a bit about them, Dennis. All I know about them is that they're one of the best club crests in the country. They have the devil on their badge because there's an old urban legend that back in the 1950s, the, the devil showed up at Turin Dance Hall one night. So they've... Um, Why not? They, they've run with that myth. Yeah, so... Uh, but it's the, you know, it's the first... Um, it's inventive, I like it. It's the, it's the first once title since 1998. And, you know, they also... Um, they won the intermediate that year. Um, 25 yeah, years ago so great to, to tie back into that tradition a, a team with Teddy McCarthy you know, dri- driving them on at that stage and it's a great feather in the cap in Noel Furlong isn't it have to say as coach in that he was involved for one year with Cork as can happen sometimes you can get involved with Cork saying that with Pat Mulcahy and a few lads who came in Kieran Kingston's last year you know and then, then you're at a loose end uh, because it ends Mark up Mark you know? Landers and Jimmy Barry Murphy's yeah, last year as yeah, well yeah um, exactly and you're home you, to the, you know you're having a chance even to put your full stamp on it maybe so yeah and Castle Lions was obviously a job of potential, but there was no guarantees. You know, they had no, lost no. two finals, but if you were to plot on the graph, they lost the semi final last year. So they could have been on the way down, yeah. And the age profile the, the team exactly, is well being yeah, in the 20s. And Colin Spland did, did say that before the final, you know, he said that that was a fear, but obviously Noel came in and has done a done a great job. And they, they definitely just benefited from the freedom of winning the county championship and going on into Munster then. With with a bit of pressure off and a chance to express themselves, and yeah, and it'll be the same, I suppose, with you know, with, with the semi final in two weeks. Like, all right, grand. I suppose you're one step from Croke Park, so you don't want to miss out on that. But by the same token, they'll have after getting promoted to senior A if they do lose, you know, from well, that, that's enjoyed our Christmas yeah. anyway. Like, yeah, it's it, not it going to be skin, skin off, off their nose, and it's amazing how how busy it is, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, we're winding down and we're taking we're taking the chance to get get a bit of holidays in ourselves. But like, you've the two ladies football clubs over the weekend, Glamour and 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 Skipper Ian her. Uh, you know, one of them are playing Crow Park and, and yeah. Skipper are playing in Parnell Park. There's matches com- coming to the three games this weekend. So I, I, I walked through Ballincollig last week and uh, people have stopped me saying, oh, you must be quieting down now. I said, no, nope. it's, the, it's, it's, it's the opposite. <laughs> no, um, I know. But I know, I, I must say, going back to the Castellines game on, on Saturday night, like it was a six o'clock Saturday evening, you know, coming to Christmas. There was a fine crowd there. There was 1,800 at it. Ah, that is a good um, crowd, yeah. So that yeah. was a great crowd. Both clubs were well-backed, yeah. Making the most of it, and I suppose, you know, they, they'll always remember the fact that nearly got called off with fog anyway yeah. <laughs> anything else that will stand out and we have three games this weekend of, of note three Munster finals 
um, as well as the fact we've the Teddy Mac doubleheader inside in Parky Creeve. So like, you know, it, it, it's pretty stacked. I suppose Castle and Dingle is the most attractive game, isn't it? And that's the main event on Sunday. It's on two o'clock. It's on TG Cahar. It'll be big interest in that. Yeah, that's the that's the the big one really this weekend. Um, Castlehaven and Dingle two o'clock on on Sunday in the Gaelic grounds, and you know Castlehaven are going for their first um, provincial crown since nineteen eighty seven. Um, they last appeared in the Munster decided on thousand and twelve, and they were well beaten by Doctor Crokes. Clarence, yeah, I remember um, that game. Don't want that. It will be a tough one on Sunday, but you know I, I give Castlehaven a you know a quite good chance. They're probably marginal yeah. favourites on the basis that they're the Cork champions, and Dingle got in kind of via the club you, championship. You'd imagine you know, so, and they just have that on the day, but that bit more of experience. Um, you know, obviously, Dingle have a lot of good players. You know, like the the Gainies, but Castlehaven have players who have played Munster Championship and Munster Finals before. Um, so uh, yeah, and I they were knocking the door for the last few years in Cork too, weren't yeah. they? Like they were like the best team not to win it for the last yeah, five or six years. So that, that's it. And like you say, they are county champions, whereas Dingle lost in the county semi final, but they've done well. You know, Clonmel were no no pushovers in the semi final, so they're definitely there on merit. Um, but I suppose the thing is then that whoever wins is obviously going to be up against it in the All Ireland Club final. But that's something to worry for, worry about for another day. If um, Haven just want that title to go, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It'll Frank what was a great year for him if they can yeah. add a Munster title to it, but it won't be a gimme. There's Kilimatra also playing, Kilmurray are also playing. Kilimatra, I suppose, are going to be favourites by virtue of the fact that they have knocked out the Kerry I think so. champions. Like, yeah, yeah. they're Two. playing Mungus, uh, St. Paul's, and Sunday in Mallow at, um, at half one, yeah, and, and you know, they will be. They will be strong favourites. Yeah. But they were at home for their, their last two games. That's the only thing. Do you know what I mean? It's out of their comfort zone. Small, but yeah. no going up to Mallow. Like. Yeah. Not, not a venue they'd have played uh, in very and, often. And so. uh, it's the first time um, they'll return to Mallow since they lost the Shrewsland 20 Premier Intermediate Football Championship semi-final to Kentuck after extra time. And uh, that g- game has arguably, you know, made them really, like, since that game really, they, 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 yeah, they haven't they have, they have enough league. Yeah. I know that like mm. their their victory over you know no matter what over Milton Castle Main was superb, but the, the key is, you know, make sure that they, they didn't peak in that semi final. I don't I don't know. think there's any fear of that I think I think but John Evans there anyway. And yeah, they yeah, them yeah, they'll they'll be they'll be firmly set now and making sure that they they finish the job. And there's a bit of a pattern there. It's a bit like Castle Lanes and Castle Evans to to a lesser degree, but you know clubs who've been knocking on the door for yeah, a few years. hundred percent. They're the yeah. best place by the time. It comes to pushing on in Munster then aren't they yeah yeah and like the, like you said they've had two great occasions um, you know, winning winning at home and especially beating Milton Castlemaine um, you know given that Mil- Milton Castlemaine had beaten Foster the previous week um, and you know we saw the year there was a determination ab- around Kilnamartra even county final when all looked last they just kept going Finished kept going, kept going. and I, I'd be very surprised if they didn't um didn't win, win which is an Sunday. incredible story, like isn't it? Like in Thousand and uh, three, like they were down in the in the Muskie Junior football ranks, um, junior really football ranks yeah. like and, and you could, but um, you can see that there's a depth, depth, there's a talent kind of there, there's a depth, everyone's bought into it. They're, they're always a very competitive with their second and third teams, you know what I mean? So I think they have a population of in around 1,000, like, but so like everyone's playing football, e- everyone, everyone just you know, they just love their football. Um, there's no man allowed to go off play other sports, <laughs> and no. it's just to keep keep. Keep sharp over the winter and this well, winter they're too, too, too busy. Two lads are allowed to play hurling for a bollock. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. And uh, yeah, Kilmore is doing the Munster Junior Tougher Final. Though, yeah, and the toughest I, I game probably. That's on Saturday um, in Mallow at half one. They're playing the store limits. And um, obviously everyone knows Kilmore lost the um, Munster Final last year to Fossa. So they'll, uh, they'll be hoping, you know, they can no get over there. I suppose, look, the list all that. I mean, it's, you know, they don't have 
two Cliffords anyway, driving them on. So it's uh, even psychologically, it's probably not as daunting a task. And they've got to the final now, and they've, I'm sure they've put the county final disappointment behind them because they're here on merit, like they're back, back-to-back Munster finalists, as you said. Yeah. They must have a chance, you know. I mean, obviously, they'll be underdogs, but... Like, I, I, I spoke with, with Kilmory's manager, Carl McLennan, in the, in the build-up to this game, like, and... Um, you know, he, he was full of praise of for the slow limits. Like they came through a very difficult Kerry championship. Um, you know, and he'd know that team well, being you know from being a North Cork man himself. So he would, and like you know, he he said it'll be a really tough game, obviously, and you know, but obviously, like there, there was fierce hunger there, obviously after losing the um, Munster final last year, and you know the way they they lost the county final to uh, second team. So. It'd be superb if they if they, if they could get their hands on a title and again, you know. yeah. L- like you said, they'll be underdogs. Keep, us, keep us busy for the, the next few weeks. Yeah. And, and, and before we kind of have a look back over the year, you mentioned there were two Junior B matches. You were covering the two of them yesterday. Uh, from Y and Douglas came out on top in, in the end. Good occasions? or uh, Yeah, sure. It, it is, you know, county final is a county final. I know people kind of sneer at Junior B a bit and it, it's attracted as a kind of mythology. But the reality is that these games matter. You know, you don't get there. You it's not easy just to rock up and turn exactly, up the county final. Yeah, yeah. So. Killa will be disappointed, I suppose, that they they let the game get away from them in the first half. They did some bad wides, and from my from I got two goals in the first half, and then another one straight after half time to go up three eight to one three. But but in fairness to Killa, they came back. They got six points in a row, down to five points. They needed a goal, and it didn't really look like coming. Um, and from my were able to just settle and push on again. Um, and it, you know it, it finished uh, four eleven to one nine, which. Uh, you know, might might look like a hammering, but it wasn't. You know, d- during the second half, like from I were stuttering a bit and, and Killer were coming back strongly. Um, but in fairness, you know, it's Killer's third team. They had a fourth team as well this year. They were playing in the we were wondering that, East yeah. Cork Junior C. Um, I was talking to George Scully, their manager, last week in in the lead up to the match, like, and he said they had around eighty players playing adult hurling this Amazing, year, which yeah. is incredible for a small that's parish. The area, like it's you know, so that's a bit like the Kilmatter thing of having virtually everyone out playing who's available. That, that that's it, and, and keeping lads player coming out of minor and things, which isn't easy. Like. Yeah, and and like obviously it's disappointing to lose a final, but I think in the bigger picture, the thrilled have got got there in the first place. Yeah, and like they they've a lot of good young players coming on, you know, to their senior A team the next few years, so they're definitely a club to watch. And in the football uh, final... Um, no joy for poor old goal. <laughs> no, it's the fourth county final defeat at this level over the last couple of years. And it's, it's, it's a tough one for them, you know, especially, you know, in, in this one, like, in, you know, in previous final defeats, I suppose they would probably just beaten by the better team. Uh, whereas in this one, um, like, they led 1-4 to 1-2 at half time. They led 2-7 to 1-6 with 10 minutes to go. Jeez, they must have thought um, they'd hand in the cup at that point. Yeah. Uh, but Douglas came good and, and won by two points, one twelve to two seven, and uh, I suppose what swung it really was was Douglas's bench. You know, a lot of familiar names there coming off the bench. Yeah, guys who played Premier One minor in the last few years. Um, Matt Cole, Matt Cole came off. Um, the bench. Harry Quilligan came off the bench. They made a difference, and a few others well, you know came on, and, and you know just it really swung the game in, in Douglas's favour. But you know, Gordon probably you know just they had to bear fifteen. You know, just didn't have the. This was the you know the the bench really to, to make a difference yeah, it's still good uh, but look, look it's, it's, it's incredible yeah, for, for Douglas it's still good going yeah. look I mean uh, naturally people would have preferred to see Goalie win simply because they're the, the, the small area and it was their first team but like for Douglas to be you know keeping fellas engaged getting them playing football getting guys togged out going all the way to county final they got they did well in the hurling as well I think they got to the semi-final they got to the semi-final yeah, yeah so like it's keeping fellas playing and when they're a huge club like that they produce so many players there's only so many spots at their top team for guys who come out of minor yeah and, and like they're a third team like yeah, in, you know, they've, they've a lot of really good footballers like yeah. you know and Goalin as well in fairness 
like they were the only first team in Parky Ring on Sunday out, yeah. out of the four. They they got there by winning the Carberry Championship. They beat St. Oliver Plunkett in the final, who had done the Junior B double in the, the the competitions that are confined to clubs who don't play higher than Junior B. So, you know, they, they'll feel, you know, if the year gone slightly differently, they could maybe have won both of the I Junior know, Bs. But that's, that's the nature of it, you know. They'll, they'll look to come back again and, and hopefully they can. Yeah, I suppose look, there's no easy one counties, it doesn't matter no, where instance, no, there's no. always but potential um, uh, uh, So a small consolation for Gordian is that they will be playing in the uh, Carberry Junior A football championship next year. Um, so That'd be a big step up for them though, wouldn't it? For a smaller club now, but look, it's great. To it know, will be a great sure. challenge, it'll be more, yeah. you know. Sports about testing yourself, yeah. you know, do you want to win a lower grade or do you want to... To, to contend lots of I clubs like yeah. to try and stay down we know underage and win those lower grades you know, yeah. Gordine they bought a big crowd to, to park wing on Sunday and um, the manager was actually Shane O'Neill um, Terry O'Neill's uh, son former, oh, yeah, Cork, former Cork selector, selector yeah. so. from Bantry yeah, uh, so. from Bantry yeah so um, no, no disappointment for Gordine but you know they, they, they will bounce back there's no doubt about it they'll bounce back and just before we have a look back over the year um, there's two games in Parky Creeve this Saturday they're honouring Teddy Mack hopefully there'll be a good crowd in there now I know Christmas is looming and the, the weather's cold and whatever but it'll be a good chance to see Cork back in action good chance to see Cork back in action a good chance for people to support the fund that will hopefully lead to a, a statue of Teddy Mack down in Riverstone um, so it should be a good occasion um, wrap up well I think is the is, is the advice especially if you're in the um, in the south stand but you know, in fairness, the 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 org the organizers deserve great credit. I know Barry Myers is, is heavily involved. He I think he's chair of the, the 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 committee for this, and you know that the county board um fell in with it, and that two Cork teams agreed to play. And in fairness as well, that Galway and Mead are coming down. Yeah, it just shows the regard like Teddy yeah. Mack has held, and exactly. and hopefully the the crowd will reflect will will reflect that, and we'll have. Two entertaining matches, and <laughs> yeah, hopefully no blanket defences. <laughs> no, yeah, that wouldn't be what Teddy Mack would respect anyway. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it, you know, for, for many reasons, and obviously there'll be reporting on my first Cork football match. So, um, I know it should be start good, off good with good a win. So on the right, the right. Oh, oh, ah, but yeah, but a bit of entertainment to be the main thing anyway. And I suppose. Look, yeah. we we're not really sure what type of teams will be out, but they'll be experimental. Of course, it's an equivalent of a kind of a, you know McGrath Cup type game. Yeah, and, and I think those those players will see it as an opportunity. So. You know, it, it won't be testimonial pace, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be a bit of liveness, exactly. And then, uh, like, you know, even to get on these league panels next year is going to be a tough task. Oh, because, yeah. you know, the Cork Hurlers had a very big panel last year. They kind of had the bones of 40-odd players, really. Yeah, and I think Pat Ryan is looking that, to have so. it down around 34, 35 this time around. So, definitely, it's cultural competition, which is what you want. And, and when John Cleary's case, I suppose, Barry, they kind of had quite a settled team in the end last year. They went for kind of a team that, you know, there was the core. 18, 20 players played all the way through the league and into the championship they rotated around there so it'll be a battle to try and get into his plans like it, it will it like. will and um, you know the first, the first league game is away to Donegal uh, 28th of January I think it is so that won't be long coming around so you know there'll be competition places and you know yeah and if you look at last year's pattern like, like the guys who were in alright you know they made a few changes after the mead game defensively to, you know, to try and tighten up a little bit because they conceded too many goals in that first league game but effectively if you had your hand on the jersey league or not you know, and because the league is so important, yeah. and because Cork needs a bit of continuity. And, and when ro one rolls into the other, like it's, yeah. it's not like you, you know, going back ten or fifteen years where you'd have the league, and then you'd have the gap the of seven gap, weeks nearly, yeah, 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 where the the first couple rounds of championship be played, and then you're into the championship. You know, it just it just all flows now. So 
there, there's very little chance for um for to take a breath really like you know and, and for anyone who doesn't make it in this weekend they can still donate to that teddy mac fund online there's a gofundme page set up so yeah obviously you know because of the time of year there'll be christmas parties and different other things on and people bring kids to see santa and all the whatnot they might make it into the game but they can still you know throw yeah. 10 or 20 quid or whatever towards that and it would be great to have that statue down there um i suppose that leads us back to just having a quick look back in the year. We're not going to do anything comprehensive, but just some of the, the highlights that stand out are, are the most enjoyable elements of but the whole year, but uh, particularly the, cl- the club season that we've been covering here now for the last 19 weeks. Um, uh, you know, obviously, it's great to... Um, great, great to see the teams winning the, the county championships, obviously, but, you know, you look at someone like Ken Turk, you know, who they... They're trying to contend in hurling and football, and then they they were unlucky in the hurling. They they drew with Sarsfields, the game they could have won, and then they found themselves in the relegation playoff against Glen Rovers. And you're thinking, you know, they're going to be the unlucky ones here, but it was a great great display from them to secure their status. Um, just underlines how how much of a meritocracy it is now, and how tough it is to say Premier Senior. So, you know, to to see them kind of be, be there like they, they were up senior and then they lost out when it was reduced and you're thinking it's going to be tough to come back and they managed that and to, to hang on for 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 two years like to have you know while also contending in the premier to me the football and then now the senior a football is just testament to, to what a great club they are so you know it, to, to stories like that as much as the teams winning the silverware yeah, the likes of new sister now but of course really doubles were amazing and of course yeah you know I suppose there was a few standout moments, but you know, Kilworth, I suppose, you know, in the in the film between Holland Grade. They, they went on a great run, yeah, unfortunately taking no bank yeah, like, from my <laughs> perspective, but they, they went on some run like when they looked like they were done and dusted yeah, after two it matches. Like. It was it was fantastic. Like they, they failed to win their in their first two group stage games. They beat Van Hassock in the last group game and then they just went from there and they were very unlucky in the in the county final to lose to Castle Lions. Two or five minutes ago, it was nearly you know Yeah, with a couple of minutes ago. The one hand yeah, in the cup thing. It was tight now, of course. Yeah, like, but, but it was you know, it was you know, great story, really. Well, you know, sad India, I suppose, but you know, ah, but pl- they've, they've plenty to you know build on. You know, from from the new year, um, obviously the the manager um, Pat O'Brien is staying on, so um, I mean, I, I think more or less just the same squad uh, will be will be staying put. So I don't think they'll lose too many. So you know, they should be there thereabouts again. You know, this year or next year, and um, they'll be a top seed, of course. Yeah. Well, like so. when the games are coming week on week they're almost forgotten as quick as they're played because you're on the next round but yeah. like you know there were great moments during the year like Ben Heffernan for the Glens Premier Junior team saving three penalties in the quarter final shootout so. against Kilbritton you know um, you know they're the kind of things that people remember you know rather than the 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 mundane kind of results you know as as, as each round is um it's chalked off. Then personally, you know, I always enjoy just going to new venues, you know, ticking off another place. This year, Bantir was, was added to the list. I hadn't been there before, but because they have such a great 4G pitch now, they're getting regular Carnivore and Hearty Cup <laughs> games. So I think I've been there three times, having not been there before. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's great. There's a, a Wi-Fi hub there, you know, which is ideal for um, for, for the work afterwards and a nice, uh, a nice cafe. But it's an incredible achievement that they have 
you know, you know, Dennis Withers is very prominent. Oh, uh, d- like d- you know, Dennis hurling man driving there, on Bantier over the years. But like, always looking to develop that facility up there, it's, it's not been condescending. Really. That's amazing. It's going, superb, like, you know yeah. I mean? And it, it is a, it's a great setup, you know. And the location too, with the proximity to Kerry and in Limerick and the Million Miles Major. Like, you know, yeah. they can so- stage a variety of games. Yeah, so, you know, it is t- t- nice to kind of, to to encounter places like that, that that you wouldn't have before. And, you know, hopefully they can be an example for other clubs, you know, to... To not be afraid to be ambitious, I suppose. Yeah, they've it. they've really got a good reward yeah. out of it. I suppose I've been down there many times before, but um, going out to Bandon this year uh, really was so you enjoyed. Well looked after yeah. in Bandon. Well, so. well looked after by Barney with the the cups of tea and and, and the cakes, but um, no, they're, they're, they're very nice people down there. Every 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 single. Yeah, I do I do find Bandon one of the best oh, places Bandon to watch a game. Super, like, you yeah, know. yeah. It's the natural Everyone bank you have and everything. Yeah. And the atmosphere is always good, and you're kind of in the tone and. There's enough parking around that people can park in the town and walk in as well as parking on the complex. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and they stage the game so well. I've seen so many good games over the years in, in Bandon. That, that's it. They're, they're so used to hosting them. And they're experts yeah, I it. can remember going to plenty of West Cork Championship matches and County Championship matches there going up because it was the ideal hub for Carberry fixtures and County fixtures. You know, a city team against yeah. West Cork crowds. I can remember Nemo and the Haven in the 94 semi-final when Nemo were the All-Ireland champions and the Haven won to set up a final against Skib. Like, you know, it's... The kind of it's iconic stuff. Really. Exactly, iconic is the word. Yeah, yeah. From from a negative point of view, maybe I suppose we're still waiting for teams to fully fall into line with um, Patrick Mulcahy's bylaw about visible numbers in the jersey. <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end of the day, he's banged the drum on that. But at I the agree. End of with day, we need to know who the players are to report properly. You yeah. know, people wouldn't be shy in saying you got that goal score wrong, and you're saying, well, like a f- a thirteen looks like a fifteen oh, when it's a red yeah. number on a, a hoop jersey, like so. Hopefully, hope that can be the New Year's resolution for 2024 to make our ju- lives just a little bit easier. Yeah, I can't disagree with Dennis there. Yeah, um, like yeah it can be tricky. Open the gate of pounds now on, on Saturday, you know, Cass Lions game. Team fog um, and bad numbers. No, I was lucky. I, I knew a lot of the players, but it was just very difficult to, to read the numbers in the back of the jersey. Yeah, so. yeah, but where the challenge comes in, really, I suppose it isn't the likes of, say, Cass Lions, where at this point they're in a monster. We've seen him play a few times. We all know they're their cork players it's where you're doing a schools game yeah, or an yeah. underage match or even just something like a premier junior intermediate day game where you don't know the players because you haven't covered them very regularly before and they're not into county players it's very tricky yeah. then and, and you hate getting a guy wrong you, you put a guy down for a couple of points and it was actually yeah. you know his, his club comrade got them and of course he feels <laughs> aggrieved or, yeah. or particularly his parents or family are aggrieved yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're right too you know, they right? wouldn't be long getting on to like, ah, you but know, they're right because so you know, um, they, they want to get their, I, I their we, glory, you know? we, we should give credit to the Munster post primary GA they do provide programs for the Harty and Kearney Bree games now which Fantastic wasn't always yeah. the case going back in the past so you know a, at least you know it's good to acknowledge that and then for for the Munster Council games you know the, the club and the county Ed Donnelly just does such a good job and his daughter Caitlin as well you know the running of those is, is so smooth now and obviously then um, Francis Keneally and Keane O'Brien with the county board you know they make sure our every need is catered for to be fair to them but there's never been more games than we have now obviously because we've got the round robin format there's multiple tiers in Cork but I think besides the Town football final where they pulled away in the last 10 minutes I think every game final this year was within a kick of a, a ball of the main competitions That's from it, Premier Junior it just shows how, how evenly poised everything is um, it that, added to, t- you to know, the competitions you, big time yeah that there's teams you might pick as potential champions at the outset and they wouldn't get out of their groups um, but the, the margins are very fine and it's what you want and it, it makes it all interesting People might say there are too many grades, but I think you have a situation now where almost every club is going out at the start of the year thinking they have a chance of, of success or at least getting out of the group. And then yeah, and you have a chance for second teams. I suppose we've seen that in you know the bars 
and Aaron's own won the, those Premier Junior grades. Yeah. Middleton also got the intermediate A final. And, and even though I have Bullock started that game like a train, Middleton could have could have oh, caught him late on in a penalty shot. Yeah, yeah. Played very well. But it, it, it gives clubs are at a decent level there. You can bring players through, you can have two two competitions on the goal. The Glen reached yeah. the reached the knockout stage as well at Premier Junior, which was a big every, boost for them in a bad year. Everyone finds their level because of because of the way the relegation is set. Um and like the results don't lie. You know, when e- even even when you had the senior or premier intermediate and the intermediate and it was sixteen and each you could kind of, you know, survive away kind of year on year. You might make an impact at the latter end of the championship, but you, you, do could, enough, you like. could just pull out a win in a second round game and that would ease relegation fears, but you're still not progressing, you know, whereas a relegation now isn't the end of the world because you have a great chance of bouncing back straight away because you're going to be, you're not going to be um, in, in a grade where you're going to be outclassed, you know, you're, you're with teams at your level and it might be tough for some teams to accept but the only way to respond is to, to come back and um, get back up to where you feel you, you belong. Yeah, Newstown were a prime example of they in the football, you know, getting relegated from the yeah. top flight and, you know, winning the, the senior in football championship at the, at the first time of asking and, you know, they're on the lookout now for a new manager after uh, Tim Buckley stepped down in the, in the wake of the, the, the tough the match win over because even I mean they got relegated and they lost the first match I know it was a tight game yeah. against Donnie's but they lost the derby they could have been in trouble in well, the group the there forever is, is gone like, and they went on, went on and they were going in the hurling full tilt in the hurling as well so they definitely they were the success story, story of the year at that yeah. level and Abel and, and well, well, yeah. overdue a bit of success maybe because they had lost a few finals and they've been knocking yeah. on the door and they kicked down the door and, and won their two titles which, which is great to see that club thriving you know again you talk about good venues to watch a game Coachford is, you know, another fantastic, fantastic place. To Abs- watch absolutely, match, so. yeah. And um, you know, obviously they it hosted the Aogan Ballacolly game in, in September in the in the Premier Senior Football and uh, full house and you know the, the Coachford uh, officials, you know, they really managed the uh, the, the day really well, the, the one of it and obviously there was a huge crowd and um obviously <laughs> disappointed as well from my point of view, but you know it was a great occasion and yeah. And um, they're, they're the type of games that you it's funny, so, some of the better I know we were saying the finals were tight, but some of the better matches in the premier senior competitions and maybe it's the tension that goes on we're in the earlier rounds you know like Middleton Glen was a huge game down in Carrick Tool full house yeah we're, we're to pull that way in the end but a cracker yeah. of a game you know Sars beating the Bears felt like a big game at the time when all the questions were being asked to Sars was inside in Parky Ring on yeah. a Friday night there was a huge crowd a lot of neutrals in at that game I was up on the terrace myself just watching it as a neutral and, and there, there was a great crowd and great buzz and you're saying oh, maybe maybe Sars are the as good yeah. as they've been hyped up to that we were yeah. doubting ourselves after the Cantor draw there's a sweet spot I suppose the the second round of fixtures where a team mightn't have won the previous week um, which which is tough in the hurling you know when it is straight away a week later um, but the weather is nice and there's something to play for and it, it just conjures the the kind of the memories of championships of old um, and you know you do get great occasions like that um, and Obviously, when they're in rural venues, then the, the crowd are packed in the more. It definitely adds to it. A yeah. bit more exciting. And I suppose b- before we finish up, Dennis, we give a shout out. You have a, a book coming out this weekend, a partner to the last book, which was a, a companion piece, we'll call it. It's a, the, the hurling piece you did. It's about the, the highs yeah. and lows, or mainly highs, but some lows of the Cork football. Yeah, over the years. Cork football game in my life, um, published by Hero Books, is out now, and the launch is on. Friday evening at six o'clock in Bandon Books Plus in Riverview Shopping Centre in Bandon. Delighted that Michael Foley of the Sunday Times is, is doing the honours there. Um, it was it was enjoyable to do. You know, I was so lucky. There's 25 Cork footballers featured picking their favourite match. 
but talking about the careers in general as well and you know they couldn't have been more accommodating um nobody ducked any questions like it, there is for all we for all we're critical of core football there's a real honesty there the people involved you know you have to love it to be involved in it and no no notions anyway when you've no, got so many disappointments whatsoever and like the you know there's a kind of a, a tragic quality to the book in that even the guys who won stuff with Billy Morgan's team or with Conor Coonan's team, they had to lose first. And you get you just get you get better stories almost in a way. Like, you know, anyone from, from that Morgan team was saying, Yeah, it was great to beat Mayo, but we had to beat Mead in nineteen ninety and that like if you look at the Munster final that year when Cork beat Kerry by two twenty three to one eleven and like the Kerry goal came near the end, like it was an absolute hammering. And that was because Kerry just happened to be in Cork's way on the way to Mead, you know. Yeah, that yeah. was where Cork football was, you know, that they like the team that beat Kerry that day had five changes from the previous year's oh, all the stuff, Like yeah. the, the depth in that squad was just incredible. And you still people saying, Oh, Cork should have won more. Like they won two All Irelands, they were unlucky not to win a few more, they won seven monster titles in the space of a decade. Like, you know, that's dream stuff for a Cork football fan. Um and like it's always the case, but in, in the book, Daniel Goulding makes the point. He says, he the, the way he'd say it is, you could have won more rather than no should have won yeah, more. Yeah. But could so have won less have as well. Would have won all no. with, with, with their dream team. With like, imagine imagine if Down got a last minute goal in 2010 and we'd still be waiting since 1990. Like, you know, like, let, let's be let's be thankful that we have what we have. And like, the, the players, the, the players feature in the book, they, they do give an honest overall assessment like that and I'm so grateful to them all for giving their time and I hope that the book reflects um, their um, the, the you know what they put into it absolutely and if it's anything like the hurling book it'll be a cracker just before we finish up I want to thank uh, Ivan Rodriguez for producing the podcast there for the last I think 19 weeks we're up to now he's done most of them a man from Spain having to listen to us talking about GA not once but twice every, every week because he used to listen to it when we're recording it and then he used to go through it and tidy it all up afterwards. So we're very grateful for the effort he puts in. Thanks to everyone for joining us. We'll be back in the new year, maybe with more of an inter-county slant, but we'll still be previewing the club leagues and we'll be taking in anything and everything involving Cork GA. Appreciate all the effort, Dennis and Barry. And let's yeah, sign, thanks, sign off for a few weeks and everyone thanks enjoy. To, Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for to everyone and happy Christmas, I suppose, and happy New Year. Yeah, we're, we're in Christmas mode now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. So we'll, we'll uh, like the team says, when they win the county championship, we'll enjoy the next few weeks and then we'll go back at it again <laughs> in January. Spot on. The Echo Sport Podcast, in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors, we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie, our in-branch at Holly Hill and Toker.